What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from beautiful San Diego, California. It was a regular 75 degree day here in the fall, but however, not a very regular day for me. Uh, all in one day, I managed to almost slice a portion of my finger off cutting a bagel today, as well as burn my house down all in probably the same two hour window. So weird times going on around here, but that's neither here nor there. We've got a packed episode for you guys. College basketball starts today. The Zags play this Friday against another form of the Bulldogs via Yale. So, boys, let's hop into things. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Jake, and super special guest, Zane. Lads, how are we doing? Hey, H, this is Jake up in Seattle, and it is great to see you and Zane on the same call together. I'm trying to think of the last episode we've had where all the hosts have made it, and I think we'd have to go back to almost August. And, um, you know, great episode for all the hosts to be back on. Uh, I won't spoil spoil any surprises, but we'll get to it in the college football segment. So great to see you guys and excited for the Gonzaga season. Boys, uh, super special guest host Zane coming to you live from God's country, Spokane, Washington, on a dark ass evening. Uh, daylight savings is upon us, I feel like. Uh, every year it sneaks up around Halloween and suddenly, you know, it's winter. Um, and, and here in Spokane, that is certainly the case, but when it gets dark at four 30 in the afternoon, that also means it's basketball season, baby. Fuck college football. Fuck the NFL. Go Zags. Let's get it, fellas. I love the energy. I love the energy. And we are going to have a full intern crew here tonight. However, right now it's just two thirds. Uh, it sounds like Cooper had to make a little no, dinner. No, Coop's on now. Oh, Coop's on. Cooper, Stay by the fucking bell, baby. Weather. We're here. Weather. The Ranger, he was busy celebrating the Rangers, but uh, we've got a full intern crew here tonight. Zambi, Dan, Coop, how are we doing, lads? What's going on, squad? Intern Coop here, and I think Zane said it best. It's dark. It's rainy. We hate it, but the Zags are officially back, baby. We got a game on Friday. I'm pumped. I think all six of us are pumped. So let's get to it. What up, fellow listeners? Intern Zambi coming here, also from God's Country. Can confirm, very dark, very rainy. What is also very dark and very rainy is this is the last eve that intern Baja will have his testicles. Okay, <laughs> Taking them in tomorrow at 7.30 in the morning, and they're getting snipped. So... I'll be nurse Zams for a while, but let's at least have some fun tonight. How how old is Baja? He turned three on Friday. Okay. Is this like a is this late in life to get this procedure done for a dog? Uh, I think you can do it up to like five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Poor guy. Thoughts and prayers, Baja. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers indeed. Uh intern Dan rounding us out here. You never know how you're going to follow Zambi. That was a good one, but um, thoughts thoughts are definitely with with uh, our buddy Baja. Uh, boys, it is it is basketball season. I've got a Christmas tree up. I got I'm staring at it right now. We're already ready for Christmas here, apparently. Uh, and your boy was back in the kennel on Friday, so uh, life is good. Excited for the season. Um, Going to be a wild one. Let's just leave it at that. Yep. Well, good to see all you guys. It's been a while since we've had a full crew, and it's at a, a great time. Um, you know, I think during the fall, 
you know, we're all kind of getting to that point where, you know, maybe our college football team has fallen off or uh, if you didn't have one until the season, your baseball team falls off. We're all kind of waiting for that one thing to unite us. And that's the Gonzaga basketball. So couldn't be at a better time to get all of the guys on the podcast here, discuss uh, Gonzaga's first game. But they did have, was it an official game or was it an exhibition? It was an exhibition. They had an exhibition matchup against Lewis and Clark State uh, featuring, is it Sam Stockton? Sam Stockton in the house. Uh, first game, John Stockton was back, fun fact. And uh, the Zags put a nice beating on him, uh, 96 to 58. Boys, thoughts, reactions of the game? We did have boots on the ground as well. Um. Yeah, I mean, or actually, Dan, how about you start? You were you were at the game. This is presumptuous of me. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was a rare boots on the ground for me. Very last minute boots on the ground. Wasn't planning on it at all. But uh, shout out to the Lewis family for coming through with some last minute tickets. It was great. Um, initial thoughts are holy shit. This is a different team than we're used to. A lot of new faces. A lot of guys that are going to need to gel. Um, my big takeaway was Graham EK looks to fill, not fill the Drew Timmy void offensively, but looks like he's going to, uh, soften the blow of losing Drew Timmy offensively. Uh, and Ryan Nemhard, very, very good at basketball. It's great to have another Nemhard in the program. I think those two transfers are going to be absolutely key. There's another transfer that did not particularly stick out to me. That is Steel Venters, but that's okay. It's game one. Uh, and I think that this team is, I'll say it again, I think it's our worst team on paper that we've had in the last couple of years, for sure. But it doesn't mean that it can't be a very good college basketball team come March. So uh, I thought it was I thought it was promising. Um, a lot of work to do. And I think we're going to get tested on Friday. But uh, so far, so good. See, I, I think I'm less pessimistic than you because I agree there's stretches of this game where it was like, oof, this team uh, is looking rough, especially in that, what, probably like the like the middle third of the first half where it's like 28, 24, kind of they were hanging around. We weren't looking good. Uh, but I feel like so much of that was from just pulling Nemhard out of the game where in an actual game, like in Yale, he will be in that game basically until like foul trouble, which he usually doesn't foul or like we have the game in hand. Well, is, is my feeling. So um, just like you said, how great he looked calm me down for this season. Appointed. We couldn't uh, hit triple digits in this game. Uh, I think that's a bad sign of things to come. I'm obviously kidding. Uh, I thought this was a good showing for, for our first game. Uh, I mean, what, what, what you really look for in an exhibition game like this, I think is to see how the team is, is gelling together, especially as Dan said, we have so many new pieces, so many new transfers uh, and so many new additions, uh, you know, freshmen such as Dusty Stromer, uh, even uh, uh, what is, what is Luca? Is he Czech? He's Czech. He's Croatian. Croatian. And I think the, uh, Who's that other freshman we have? Pavle Stosic. Yeah, is he Czech or <laughs> is he Serbian? Serbian. 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 Uh, Eastern Blockade. Uh, and then we have some new contributors from the bench last year, uh, a la Braden Huff, JSY, 
Um, and so just looking to see how those guys look after, you know, several months of, of development. Uh, and, you know, I, I think for the most part, I was pleased. It was great to see uh, guys like Braden Huff get, you know, 19 minutes of play. Uh, Luca getting 19 minutes of play. Uh, I was kind of a little bit surprised by by Ben Gregg's uh, play. I, I I think I was maybe my expectations were too high, maybe, but maybe he's just didn't get didn't get the looks that he'll get. But he, I, I'd throw him into that Steel Venters camp that Dan had earlier, where I was kind of just like didn't really notice you that much. Um, but but you know, early early in the year at this point, like I said, just looking for things to nitpick really. Yeah, no, I think that's a good good take there, Zane. Um, hand up, I did not get to watch any of this game outside of Twitter highlights, um, but from what I saw, um, looks like Anton's still the, the Anton we saw last year, and uh, kind of alluding to what Zane said, seeing Behuff just go out there and just grind it out, um, I think that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I'll probably have to watch it at some point. Pro tip on YouTube, they have like a 20-minute like extended highlights. It's great. Where normally for games this small, they don't have that. They have like the four-minute edition, which is just <laughs> useless in my opinion. But um it's not good, good uh signs of good things to come, hopefully, that even these games are getting it. Is it courtesy of our uh our buddy Escargo? I have no idea. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, Regardless, always always good to see the boys back in the kennel. Um, I thought it was just like a fun game to watch. I think <clears throat> having a very steady hand at point guard compared to last year's team maybe just made my viewing experience much more enjoyable. All in all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I was so positive about this. I'm like, God, just we're getting it across every time. We're dealing with pressure. Well, this is incredible. It was also Lewis and Clark State, so we'll see what the real season holds. But um everyone we, we've got a quick segment here uh we got to get everyone's favorite stat of the night so jake i'll start off with you what was your favorite stat uh from this game my favorite stat a little thing i like to call 15 of 18 and that is the free throw percentage um i don't know if you guys remember last year at all but we had so many games that either shouldn't have been games or we just couldn't stay in them because we could not make a free throw for the life of us. And seeing us shoot 83% as a team, love it. I would I would love for it to continue. And, um, you know, I agree this team doesn't have the talent as last year, but if it's consistent and it can make free throws, super hard out for, for anybody in the country. Jake picking free throws was just about the like least surprising thing in the world. <laughs> hey, hey you got to preach it. I'm pretty sure last season, uh, every single game basically started with a Jake text complaining about free throws. Well, again, <laughs> it would be like, it, it's mostly because Timmy was on the team and yeah. he decided to shoot like 58% from the free throw that year. But, um, you know, love EK's what I think EK went I'm looking at the list you sent. Um, oh, two only two. two for two, but still, hundred percent. On OP. And Braden Huff, four for four. Love it. Yeah, I love that as well. Zane, what about yourself? What was your favorite stat? Yeah, there's a lot of good stats to to choose from in this game. Um, 
you know, an easy one, you know, if I wanted to get an easy one, I'd pick, you know, Ryan Nemhard getting, getting 10 assists, you know, being the point guard, but I'm going to dig a little deeper and, and find a, find one that's more surprising here. Uh, it's going to be my guy, Luca Kragnovich with seven assists. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because he hasn't been with the team very long, but every time I watch this Luca character, I am more and more enthusiastic about his future with this team. If we don't see him a ton this year, I am fairly confident we will be seeing him uh, in the future, uh, having having a much larger role with this team. He just gives me he, – he's such a freaking uh, energizer bunny off the bench. He does the little things right. He hustles. He's physical as hell. Uh, I, I just really like this guy and the fact that he was able to get the second most assists – uh, coming off the bench, not too far behind our leading point guard, uh, is is a is a sign of things to come. I think. Yeah, love that. Love that point. I think Luca has got a very bright future as well. Uh, boots on the ground, Danielson. What was your favorite statistic from the night? Well, my favorite stat. I'm I'm hoping that this guy jumped off the TV as an instant impact player. I'm going with my guy, fellow Notre Dame Knight. Dusty Stromer, four offensive rebounds. I thought he was just everywhere, super active. Uh, I think a lot of times, you know, a freshman like him probably comes in and it's going to be all about what he does scoring the ball and shooting the ball. But just the way that he created opportunities for himself, the rest of the team, uh, I thought he played good defense. He had some really ticky-tack fouls. Uh, he, was getting in, he was getting in them. Just loved what I saw from him. And the fact that he came in and gave us four offensive rebounds, I thought that was uh, very impressive. And uh, go Knights. I, I have a hot take on uh, on Dusty Stromer that I sort of proposed to Dan this weekend, but his ability to be in the right place at the right time and just like the craziness in the kettle game and and now this gives me like Joel Ayai vibes. Like just kind of always slashing, always there where he needs to be. Um, you know, very different players, but just that one trait being in the right place at the right time. Shades of shades of Ayai. To which I countered saying, I think that that's totally right for the early part of his career, but I think he's going to blossom in a more of an offensive weapon a la Corey Kispert, which those are great comparisons. We know that both of those guys were instrumental in our 2021 run. So um, great start for Dusty. Can't wait to see him do it against, I don't know, not NAIA kids, but uh, we'll uh, get to see it pretty soon. No, yeah. I, I mean, I love both those comparisons. Like Dusty is he's sneaky fast. Also, he's he's bigger than he seems at first. On TV, he looks pretty small compared to everyone, just like not grown into his body, but he doesn't play that way, which I think is very encouraging. Hmm. Well, I love those statistics. That that caught me off guard, Dan, the offensive rebounding stat. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pass it off to Zambi, though. Zambi, what was your favorite stat from the evening? Um, I think my favorite stat from the evening was looking at the plus minus between LC State and Gonzaga. LC State's highest ranked plus minus is minus three with Eric Cheney and Jason Smith. They both played a combined, let's see, that's seven minutes and 20 seconds. And then we have the Zags. We have Pavle Sosic. Playing one minute, 22 seconds. 
He's at minus two. So what? how is he minus two if he only played a minute and scored a bucket? It, it's just three, how, yeah, three points. It's yeah. not how many points you scored. It's how many to- points the team scores versus the yeah. other team at that time. Uh, I actually oh. had no idea about that. Oh, we're, yeah. So it's like in a five-minute stretch, if you're in the game for that five minutes, pretend the game starts at 0-0, zero, zero, and then when you leave, that's like your plus minus. So huh. if they go on like a 10-3 run when you're in, then you're at minus seven. Wow. I did not know that. Well, Dusty Stromer. Not a great plus minus stat if we want to look at. <laughs> no, that, uh, that's, that's why the I think the Nemhart stat gets backed up even more because his is 29. Yeah. Insane. Which means when he was on the floor, we outscored him by 29 points, which is only 23 minutes. Looking at the overall score, how is it even possible that Dusty Stromer only had plus four? He played 21 minutes and we won by like 40 points. He was, in, he was in the game a lot during that uh that kind of middle like middle third of the first half stretch I was talking about. Yeah. They went on like a they were just kind of hitting a lot of threes. Like mm-hmm. it's not a you know, it's not always the most accurate like projector, you know. Because say like you just go into the game with like somebody else at the same time. Like you go in with like a starter and uh that starter just does really well. Like your plus minus goes up too. I don't know, Jake. Joe Few, you know, almost doubled his plus minus score. Oh God. <laughs> hate Joe Few still. I, I was sad about Yoon Suk Yao too, but I'm I'm jumping in front of people. Oh no. <laughs> Jake, Jake, by the way, if we're gonna be big JSY guys, we all gotta know how to pronounce his name. Okay. So ready for this? Yeah. Wait, wait. Can we all take one last guess? <laughs> yes. No. Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> Yoon Suk Yao. No. Okay. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Yoon Suk Yo. Oh, close, but no. Damn. Now, now you're gonna mess me up when I actually say it right. God damn it. Also, who's to say <laughs> Gan's the source of truth? Boots I, on the ground. This is coming from uh, Tom Hudson, voice of the Zags, as well as our PA announcer. So I'm gonna trust what. Okay, fair, fair. You cited your sources. That's all I asked. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. Jun Suk Yao. No. Oh. <laughs> Not so funny now, is it, Z? I'm pretty sure the last name is Yo. I will not confirm nor deny. I, oh. we, <laughs> I'm Polish. What do you want me to say? Have Literally we done Yun Suk Yo? <laughs> Yun Suk Yo? Nope. Please don't let Cooper be right. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like Cooper tried to put a little emphasis on that one. Yeah, like yeah, he tried to throw Justin Yoon on us right there. Pretty much Cooper's first contribution to this show was pronouncing trying to pronounce JSY's <laughs> name. All right. Paige, you got one for me? Uh Yoon Siak Yo. <laughs> all right. A lot of these are close. First of all, it is June. Oh, oh, Junie, Junebug. It is June Suck Yo. Oh, no. It, sucked. <laughs> it is June Suck Yo. Adam Morrison has a hard time with it, and he tries not to laugh every time he says it. <laughs> oh, it's, no. It is June Suck Yo. So I think JSY perfectly fair for the rest of the yeah. I say Jizzy. 
I think he's gonna be Sukyo from now on. It just, it's or you got to be the Jizza or the June Bug. I don't think he should be Ooh, the Jizza. Like <laughs> Did Jake just say Jizza? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a good I'm, one I'm either. Team, I'm team Jizza. That's one. And while we're at it too, uh, Luca, how do we say his last name? Kragnovich. No. Kragnovich. Silent Kragnovich, J. Kragnovich. Kragnovich. I think it's Luka Kranovich or Kranovic, but there's no, that J is for sure silent. Oh, that's not as cool. No love into the pronunciation, Dan. You make it so dead sounding. Luka Kranovich or Kranovic. It's one of those. There you go. Kranovich. So there we go, boys. That's your, uh, that's your phonetics uh, lesson for the team. I think everybody else pretty uh, self-explanatory. And I already said it, Pavle Stosic. Have we confirmed Graham Ike? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. We're forgetting one important person's favorite statistic tonight, and that's Cooper's. Cooper, what's your favorite statistic of this game? <laughs> uh, I think my favorite statistic. He's, he's pulling up the stats. He's pulling up the stats. Um, he's going to go to the ESPN app and realize well, it's not he, there. He showed up late, so he didn't see the <laughs> spreadsheet link. I did, not, I, I did have something pulled up, though. I think we were 5 of 21 from three, so not great. Was Brayden Huff our leading three-point scorer? No, he made one. He was one of four. Yeah, I don't think nobody made more than than one three-pointer. That was true though. Cooper, Cooper, who lives and dies by the perimeter, Mm -hmm. uh, not not a great showing from the three-point line. It was. Anyways, I I thought Brayden Huff made more from three. I thought he had two, so I think he's going to be a good pick and pop guy. Uh. That's my biggest takeaway, but obviously only if he made one, then <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> All right. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the three ball is a little better moving forward. All right. Yeah. Over under 15 freshmen kicked out for sneaky and booze. <laughs> to the kennel? Yeah. Oh, I'm going over. I am really over. You guys do, we, do you have a do you have the answer to that, Xander? There's no there the worst part is there's no confirmation on this number. There's no way Zamblin <laughs> has this in his back pocket. It's like a philosophical debate. It is, yeah. Cooper, yeah. <laughs> can I throw out one more honorable mention stat for you? Mr. Uh, perimeter and transition defense. Yes. Lewis and Clark, only four fast break points. Ooh. Ooh, that's be we, I, I want to say, do we have a I feel like we do we didn't we have a fair amount of turnovers in the first half? We only had six turnovers the entire game. Yeah. I felt like there was a – maybe it was like Jake, to Jake's point about like that middle third of the first half where they like All brought six. it in within two or four. That would make sense. I think Ben Gregg and Braden Huff had a lot of turnovers. They had two each. So Yeah. little disappointed with uh, Ben Gregg's presence. Thought he might yeah. show up more. That's what, I, that's what I said. That's what I said. So, uh, uh, little, is little Ben feeling a little pressure from Braden Huff? Ooh. It would be. He should. I, I'll tell you, Braden, Braden Huff looked better in this game, like substantially, oh, yeah. I thought. And he actually played defense. He had three blocks. Yeah. I mean, he was playing against weaker opponents in general. I so. was, it was recently brought to my attention that he wears a <coughs> vanilla gorilla chain. Like, oh, oh. And I don't know how I feel about that. So. Uh, oh. Oof. That's a that's a tough look for Mr. That is a development. That is a development. Well, fellas, still very exciting nonetheless. 
Um, we've got starting five predictions. I think it's probably going to stay the same to what we saw, barring any major playing. I, I think the only person that can really vouch for starting minutes at this point is Dusty, maybe. Well, but, I was I was going to ask yeah. since we can pretty much all agree. I mean, does anyone disagree that the starters, that the starting rotation is going to change for the next few weeks between Nolan, Ryan, Anton, Graham, and Steel Venters? My, my only argue, I think there's four. I think there's four guys that are locked in, being yeah. Nemhard, Hickman, Watson, Ek, Steel. Yeah. I what I've seen in craziness and the exhibition game, I have not been impressed. So we could have was it like Joel who took over like after like game five or six is like junior year, sophomore year. I forgot what it was. I think he took over for like Iman Gilder. So who is who would you guys say is uh threatening to sneak I, their way into the starting? I would say Dusty Stromer, just because yeah. it'd be him or like Ben Gregg, like talent wise, but Ben Gregg does not play a three. Like that would that would be a tall lineup, but that would be a weird fucking lineup. And then that would be wild if we had Ben Gregg play the, like in the starters. He was the three. And then you have like Braden Huff and um... Watson. No, no. Braden Huff and um, fucking Stromer as your backups. But then that would take Steel way down the bench. Yeah. Well, anything that would would vary from what we said, guys, about the starting five, because I feel like I, I agree with you, Coop. I feel like Steele, um, he's just getting his footing still, probably. Um, we'll see how that develops. Still trusting him. But uh, anything else that varies from what we've just covered around the starting five? Who do you guys think is first off the bench? I think it's Ben Gregg. Right now. I think I think I'd like to see Huff scoot closer to that spot if he can keep up his, you know, if he can continue to progress at the trajectory that he currently is. Huff's interesting because he can kind of play both Anton's position and EK's position in the offense. Not that's, necessarily that's why I, I would have nominated him to like potentially sneak into the threatening steel venters, but I just like his position is so weird that I don't know that he can be on the floor at the same time as both EK and Watson. Hey, he's going to be a good Zag for the next few years. Yeah. Give me a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that core of Dusty, Pranovich, uh, and um, and Braden Huff, <laughs> that's going to be the most hated team for like <laughs> three years. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Then you got JSY developing. Oh the my. June bug, the June bug, the Jizza, the Jizza, the Jizza. Oh my! God. All right, we gotta stop with that one. Then you got Zoom coming in. Oh man, Peach. I'm excited for next year. Save us. We're, we're pretty uh, close to having an all hair team right here. Yeah, wow. like really, a really nice beaver cuts coming in here. <laughs> but um, I do like Luca's like just general buzz cut. Very classy. But who's, uh, the, who's the Peyton Pritchard? Does he give you Peyton Pritchard vibes a little oh bit? Yeah. Oh yeah, a little bit. He's got. If some he gets good. remotely good, the Boston Celtics are just gonna be rubbing their hands <laughs> looking at this guy. Can I say um, one thing on on Steel Ventures real quick? I guess uh, <laughs> that guy's foot speed concerns me a lot. Like watching him play defense against 
Lewis and Clark State, it just I don't know how he's gonna hang with like big time athletes on the schedule that we play. I like, wanna, I'm pretty sure we said this like when we got when we recruited him that he was like a worse version of Corey Kispert. That lateral quickness is not there. <laughs> Dude, so, like, I can't I, handle another Kyle Wilcher defensively. I just can't. Well, do it. I don't think any of us really knew, but like seeing it in per dude, I thought he was slow. So hopefully uh, he gets quicker. Um, this is where, we- this is where we miss Hunter Salas. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He's busy he- losing to Elon right now. No, so. no, they came back. They came oh. back last time I checked. That's good. Oh, so go Wake Forest bull- Bulldogs. <laughs> Jake's <laughs> secretly a huge, uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacon now. <laughs> oh, Wake Forest Island of Misfit Toys. I'm not. I'm too busy watching 11 <laughs> yeah. very subpar NBA teams with Zags on them. I can't. I do not have the bandwidth for a Wake Forest viewership. <laughs> sounds like Jake's like that IT guy that just has one specific niche. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're looking for prod. I only do UAT. That is not my department. Please fuck off. Yeah, you're out of luck. <laughs> well, Guys, we, we do need to wrap up this segment here, at least move along, move the change a little bit. Regular season thoughts. Um, what what do we think, guys? What do we think for predictions? You can include the non-conference in here as well. Um, how many losses? What kind of seed are you are, do you think would be a success? Um let me, let me read th- off the the A um the A tier categories teams we're playing. So it looks like we're playing eight. So these are the, the top. It's like a top 50 matchup. So we're playing Purdue, USC, UConn, Kentucky, um, St. Mary's twice. And then there's more games in Maui, depending if we win. Well, San Diego State, are they in there? They are considered a B, strangely enough, which I find this is from Ken Palm. I you think you would include them. But I guess it's because if it's like if it was at San Diego State, they'd probably call it an A. But because it's at Gonzaga, I think they make it a B. What 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 about the Washington Huskies? They are uh, come a on. B. <laughs> oh, they're here's... lucky to be a B. <laughs> they are lucky to be a B. Well, to be fair, Santa Clara is a B. So what what was the what was the prompt here for us, Paige? uh regular season predictions all right i'll I'll go first um overall i think uh, it's shaping up to be a pretty challenging schedule i think um you know particularly before december 15th i think there's a lot there are like potentially four losses there like that, I don't think that's unreasonable to to think that that could happen, especially with a team, uh, a new team trying to gel early in the season. Uh, I think this team has the potential to be like a like a twenty eight win team heading into the tournament. I think I think that sounds how many how many games are there usually in? A so round? there's right now there's twenty eight games, but there's really. Because we'll play what at least we'll play three in Maui. We'll play three. Okay, so there's 30 games, not 30 games? counting okay. the WCC tournament. Okay, in that case, 28 games is is a great season. I think a great regular season. Um, I think I think I will be satisfied uh, heading into the tournament as a 
you got to be a top four seed, I feel like. Otherwise, things get dicey in the tournament for you. So that, that And I think that's more than – this team is very capable of that, given the fact that 16 teams get a one through four. So that that's what I would say. And you got to win the conference. That's, you got to win the conference. That's a given, though. I'd say that's fair. I'm along the same lines. I think we lose – a total of three games. I think we lose two in the right or in the, the not preseason, but the non-conference season. Um, but I don't think we like get blown out. I think they're competitive. And then I think we drop one in conference game, just like probably to St. Mary's, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we lost like to USF or I guess there's no BYU now. So USF at USF or like maybe Santa Clara, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty optimistic about this team. I I I I feel like what'll work for this team is there's so many different components that were multi-dimension this year. Last year it was Timmy all the time, Strother sometimes would be hot, and then maybe very rarely, like you get like a Hickman or Bolton to like pull you out of bad situations. But and Malachi. Love Malachi. But uh this year I feel like there, there's not one thing you can take away from us, which I'm excited to, for. Man, three games, only three losses, feels like we're a one or two seed. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> and I think we're. I, I'm gonna guess we're like the the two seed in the West would be my prediction. <laughs> then we get the Spokane. We Spokane. get the Spokane. Yeah. I hot take. I, I I think this seat this team is probably a four seed at best. Oh, I know you break oh, my heart. I know that's just a lot of scoring punch. And if if uh, if Steele's not the guy we think he is, I don't know. There's just a lot that could go wrong. And with the teams returning what they're returning that we play, I feel like it's just hard to justify that kind of. A season. This is hard. We could even be looking at a, a 2015 type of team. I think we were like what an eight seed that year. Um, yeah. I think we were a ninth or that was oh that was the year we. I was. I think we were ten seed. Yeah, because we upset two teams back yeah. to back with the Seton like Hall in Utah. And Utah. Yep, we were at eleven. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah, because we matched up against. What was Syracuse ranked like ninth or something? That was still one of the worst. If we weren't an underdog, that would have been one of the worst meltdowns in uh, like tournament history. If we were a high seed in that game, that the end of that game was fucking brutal. Okay, this is BS. We're not going to be an eleven seed. I like we need to change the tone with this right now. This (laughs) team is not an eleven. Let's kick J Page out of this. (laughs) I should we 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 give Dan the mic, Dan, Mister Optimism. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he's, not, he's not very optimistic about this team. I'm going to be in, what is it, an optimistic realist? Uh, I think it's just realistic a, optimist? Isn't that just a, a, weird, just a realist? Right there, That's just any of them. Okay. I think non conference is tough. Um, I, I think we're going to have a very hard time beating Purdue. I don't, I just don't see us beating Purdue that early in the season with this young team. I think. We lose to Purdue. I think we lose to UConn. 
Um, and we probably lose, lose another one non-conference. That probably puts us at three losses. Uh, Conference-wise, I think we got to think about the fact that we played some – over the last couple of years, we've had some pretty shitty conference games against teams we have no business losing that Drew Timmy just kind of goes crazy and bails us out. Do we have that guy that can do that for us this year? I don't know. So I think we might lose one conference game not to St. Mary's, lose one to St. Mary's. So it's going to put us at like five or six losses, I think, going into. Don't, don't forget the Kentucky game at Kentucky. See, I think by that time, we're going to be ready for that game. I think I think if we play that early, it might be a little tougher environment to go win in. But I think that those guys will be a little bit, little bit more battle-tested by then. So I think we can win that game. But I, I think we we go to Vegas in the WCC tournament with like five or six losses, win the WCC, get in as a three or four seed. One sneaky thing about this year, boys, guess who hosts a first-round NCAA tournament? Spokane. The Spokane Veteran Memorial Arena, baby. So We just said this, Dan. We were just talking about this. That we host? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit good job dan <laughs> uh agree remember that time jake said we we're going to be a two seed and zane said oh that would put us in spokane <laughs> and i said yep. we deserve it <laughs> wow wow all right my bad next <laughs> <laughs> um do we miss anyone on regular season predictions does anyone up zambi let's hear it all right so i'm typically the optimistic guy here but I do think realistically we could come out of the season with four or five losses. Don't feel good about Purdue. I think USC could be a trap game, but overall I feel that we're going to win this one. UConn, not super confident. San Diego State, I would feel confident. The only thing is that I think it's on December 29th. There's going to be no students there. And I think that takes a lot of wind out of the sails for the McCarthy. And then I think Kentucky, being in Kentucky, that's going to be a tough one. And then St. Mary's or USF, there's just going to be one of those that trip us up. Overall, though, I think we end up around a um, four or five seed, and I'm not really too worried about it. Um, I think this team has a lot of growing pains we're going to have to deal with, but um, panic meter is like at a two, so I think we'll be okay. Uh, I'll round us out here. Um, I think I'm going to like follow suit with the likes of Paige, Dan, and Zambi, where I think we're kind of a three or four loss team. I just think our non-conference slate is really fucking tough. I do think we beat Purdue, though. For whatever reason, I think now that we've played basically the same team, I think few kind of knows how to match up with Zach Eady and a bunch of 5'8 point guards. So <laughs> I think we get, I think we get the dub there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think UConn will probably mop the floor with us. They're just a fucking, aren't they returning? Is it most of the same team? They lost two of their best players, right? The they center lost, and Hawkins. They lost three. They lost Jackson, Andre Hawkins, Adoma Sonogo. So was it Donovan Klingon or? Klingon's back. Klingon had a foot injury that was going to make him miss time, but he, I think he played today. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that they're just a good team. Um, so three or four losses. I think that puts us out of three or four seed, which I'm cool with. Uh, 
I have a quick, you know, we can round table this, you know, as far as like X factor players goes, uh, I think for me, it's Nolan Hickman. I think we need to see him kind of really step the fuck up. And I think the fact that he's kind of playing off ball now and doesn't have to be the floor general, that'll be obviously Nemhard. Hickman can kind of hunt a shot and, you know, either be stroking from three or take it to the cup. I think we really need to see that this year and he can't shy away from that. Otherwise it's going to be a long year. Um, so I don't know. I'll turn it over to you guys. Who do you think are the biggest X factor is the season? I'd agree with that where I view like our three go-to scorers will be Nemhard, EK and Watson. And they'll kind of share that role and like matchups or who has the hot hand by the last shot. But I do agree that Hickman in a game where those guys are struggling, he's the one who needs to step up and like stop any runs by other teams or like generate his own offense. So I like the Hickman pick. Besides that, I would say probably Stromer, just uh, like what we talked about, like rebounding energy, just a great way to keep like our possessions and drives going and stopping theirs. I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I like the Hickman pick and I think that that's the easy pick. Right. Um, but, but I think Ben Gregg, if Ben Gregg can take that massive, is he, is he technically a sophomore or junior right now? What isn't he a junior? Is he a junior? He's been there since like, like our natty run, <laughs> but his first year was, was like a high, yeah, it's like right. high school senior year. <laughs> so he, he's yeah. a junior. I'm looking, I'm looking right now. He's listed as a junior. If Ben Gregg can take a massive, massive leap, forward and take some pressure off of guys like Watson, EK. I mean, looking at EK's stamina against Lewis and Clark, I think it's going to be kind of vital to have to give him some breaks throughout a game. Uh, if Ben Gregg can kind of fill that void, if, if Venters maybe is having a cold night or or just kind of ghosting us on one night and, and Ben Gregg can come in and fill that void, I, I to me, he's sort of our uh, like utility guy that we can throw in, as far as a big man is concerned. Um, and so that's that's who I'm going to be looking at. Coop, I, I love your take on Nolan. I think simple with Nolan. What was he? Four star recruit? Was he even a five star? No, I think he was a five star. Yeah, he's yeah. number twelve. I thought. So that guy, if he plays at his best and lives up to that hype, that raises our ceiling probably higher than any other player can. So I, 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 I love it. I think him being in that role where he doesn't have to run the offense um, is just a better fit for him. And if we think about all of Mark Few's best teams too, they always have that, that two guard lineup. It's Bell and Pangos, it's Perk and Nigel. Uh, so how about it's uh, Ryan and Nolan and uh, let's see what this team does. Paige, uh, any, any thoughts on X factor? factor um yeah i i think it's pretty uh, i love the nolan takes i think that's it's pretty spot on i think if anyone else were to have a big factor in that it's got to be ek in his health right i think that's been answered to an extent but you know how is he going to look against you know not just physical competition but going up against zach Eady and some of these other bigs that'll be very interesting to see his game is awesome. It's such a traditional old, big, low post guy. And uh, I'm interested to see how he does in, uh, in a Mark Few offense. So we'll real see. Quick, real quick, kind of just a gut gut reaction uh, uh, observation I'm making right now. 
Uh, we have a great fucking guard matchup coming up in Vegas in a couple of weeks. Uh, Isaiah Collier in this USC Kansas State game is looking all the part right now with 15 points in in the first half. Uh, our guards' ability to play defense can be yeah Cooper's favorite thing some perimeter defense here uh gonna be something I'm looking for yeah I'd have to agree with you (laughs) um anyways lads quick takes in general what is a successful year to you guys this season Uh, for me, it's make it to the second weekend. <laughs> so is this, is this a keep the sweet 16 street? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's obviously it's it's hard to have national title expectations. I'm sure Jake will, you know, come up with some elaborate reason that we will cut down the nets <laughs> in fucking April. But for me, it's make it to the second weekend. Um, I think we'll find out a lot. I, I love the fact that we play Kentucky in February. I think that's huge for us, you know, playing a real fucking team that late that's something we not, we haven't done before uh, but for right now it's it's make it to the second weekend yeah it, it, a lot of doom and gloom on this show right now and, and i know anyone listening uh might might feel like we're being a little pessimistic right now but something i want everyone to keep in mind is uh connecticut last year who won the tournament uh they lost eight games over the course of their regular season so losing games in the regular season isn't necessarily a bad thing uh, I think this team, there's something to be said about, you know, not having the pressure of being undefeated, maybe on your shoulders all year. Uh, I think this team could be a sneaky team in the tournament. I think, you know, given, given the, you know, some of the obvious things we've talked about with how this roster is built, not having necessarily a superstar that we've had for the past four or five years, um, you know, making the Sweet 16 is great. Let's see what happens after that. Let's see what happens. Get there, see what the matchups, see how they fall. Um, show out in Spokane if we have the opportunity uh, and and let the chips fall as they may. I think this this season, we could, you know, we're so critical all the time with, with this team just because of how good they've been. Maybe this year we can sit back and actually enjoy some basketball for once. Uh, the spreads will probably be a little bit closer this year, which is kind of nice. Maybe we can hit a couple more. Um, so there are some positive, positives here, boys. Let's let's stay a little more positive. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I know it's been not. I, I wouldn't call it doom and gloom. I think we all understand, like the kind of turnover we've had, even through the last few years. Like it's tough to sustain that level, and it's definitely a rebuilding-esque year. I think there's a lot of really exciting pieces, and there's pieces in place that could make this a super exciting team in general. But these years are almost more fun, right, when there's something to lose, and every game really counts, right? I mean, last year and and two years ago and three years ago, some of those games were just like, ah, whatever, I don't care. But now it's worthwhile to check in, and and it's Pepperdine versus Gonzaga and stuff like that and see how some of the guys are developing. So in my opinion – these seasons have always been more more fun and brought out the true fandom in all of us, I think. So we'll see, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I do love being the number one seed in the tournament. But um, last segment here, boys, before we get into the game preview, Bulldog of the Year. So each one of you has to 
present to me a Bulldog of the Year candidate and why they should be the Bulldog of the Year. We're going to create a watch list and track them thoroughly throughout the season. Jake, I'll start with you. You got a smile on your face. Ooh, no, I was just looking. This is a this is a tricky one. Uh, so a lot of scrappy players. I don't know if I'm seeing a bulldog jump out at me yet. Um, you know, I'm gonna. This might be a dark horse just because he's been on the team for so long. I'm gonna go Anton. I think he uh, he goes for like an All American push this year, and he's not gonna do that through just scoring. He's gonna do it by his defense. And I would love to see like two assists, three assists, or not assists, excuse me, steals a game and like, you know, a couple blocks too. And just being able to switch on everybody. I would love to see him take his defensive tools to the next level. And he's already at an extremely high level. I think, I think Anton was a recurring member on the watch list. I don't remember what year it was, but I think I, I canceled the cross the the bulldog watch list for being the team being too soft. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. Yeah, one year we we did not give an award out. I think. I think it was, was last when, year. Was that when uh, Petrushev was there? Oh man, no. I think that, was, that was when we made the podcast. Is when that season got canceled. Yeah, it must have been last year because last year was truly the most frustrating season. <laughs> anyways who's got another candidate for me anton I, I i got a good one for you page and and i think this guy should probably be listed as as the the preseason favorite it's gonna be ben Gregg. um i think last year we saw this guy you know in, in games where it felt like maybe it was slipping away from us ben Gregg came off the bench and just made shit happen whether it was diving for loose balls fighting for rebounds, making big threes at the right time. Uh, he, he was he was the spark plug for this team uh, in some pretty critical moments. Um, if he can take that ability to to you know be that spark off the bench and, and build on that with some more skill and, and maybe some more production on offense, I think I think this guy has, you know, and I said it earlier, he's kind of my what, what what was it the uh, the key to the guy that I'm watching this year? And so I I think I think yeah I think I'm gonna go with Ben Gregg if he can take that next step to become uh, a more consistent contributor rather than just the guy who dives for loose balls. Sheesh! Watch out, boys. Yep, watch out, indeed. I like that. I like that. I do think this team in general has got a lot of interesting bulldogs out there. So I'll let the the interns wrap it up here. With their candidates what do you guys think um i'm gonna go with probably ben greg's biggest competitor for bulldog of the year i think it's Braden huff Ooh. i think craziness and exhibition is that guy's not afraid to you know do the dirty work and get his nose in there uh, oh Cooper. okay Cooper yeah, likes a guy who can get his nose in. <laughs> who, who doesn't who doesn't dude so uh <laughs> yeah i think uh braden huff is you know he's huffing and puffing baby he's ready he's ready for that bulldog of the year i respect that i respect that case i'm gonna go back to my uh my most exciting stat from uh the first game i think it's dusty stromer I think Dusty doing all the little things. I think the other thing to think about with him too is if he does end up 
kind of taking Steel Venture's spot, that means he's busting his ass in practice and taking it to a redshirt junior that's played way more college basketball. And I think Dusty's just hungry to make an impact in any way uh, he can. I think he's a heralded four-star recruit, a lot of high expectations, but he'll do whatever it takes, I think, just to get on the floor and win. Uh, so going with Dusty. Is he too skinny to to be a Bulldog nominee at this point? <laughs> uh I'll allow it for the sake of the Greyhound. And how do you counter it's a flex that? Bus. I feel like he's too, he's too like cute to be the bulldog. Though. He's like the poodle Here's... award. Yeah. <laughs> I'll counter it with this. This was a oh god, I gotta not mess this up. Oh this was uh -oh. this was a quote our high school football team lived by. Oh boy. It's not about the size of the dog, it's about the size of the fight in the dog. Is that it? Oh, it's not about the size of the dog in the fight. Oh, Danny. That is bad. Butchered. Absolutely butchered. You might have to cut Dusty Stromer from the list because of that. Babe. <laughs> oh, might have to cut Dan from this podcast. Yeah, Dan Dan's might have to be on the 32nd probation. That's the Notre Dame motto. And guys, did you oh. know that uh, if we play well this year, the tournaments can be in Spokane? <laughs> <laughs> Dan just is uh, in there with that sign. And so right. dog on, on it. This is this is the most uh anticipated bulldog pitch. Zambi, give us your bulldog. Uh-oh. Oh. Unfortunately, it's not the Rainbow Warriors. I'm sorry, you guys. My bulldog of the year. I'm gonna go with uh Lil Nemhard. Oh. I think he comes in feeling scrappy. Got to live up to his brother's expectations and his legacy. And I think he just balls out. And, I mean, we saw a little bit of that with um, the exhibition. So, I feel pretty good choosing him as my Bulldog of the Year. Interesting take. I like it. He he plays with a certain tenacity for sure. He makes these games very fun to watch. I'm surprised no one picked who I think is the favorite this season, Graham E.K., the furniture mover. No one <laughs> wants to watch him get down and dirty and move it, some seven footers around. I always Did think it, of Bulldog as a defensive award. It's just grit. Bulldog oh, okay. is just grit. Someone that's gonna hit you in your mouth or get hit in the mouth and get right back up. My my concern with EK is uh, like I, when he was on the court and he had his energy, he looked good. But my God, that dude's conditioning was was noticeably a problem against Lewis and Clark. Yeah, no, he looked a little out of shape for sure. But maybe that makes him more of a bulldog because bulldogs can't run very long. <laughs> I love his game because it's just bop, bop, spin move, or it's bop, bop, fake spin move, hook. It's the same two moves every time, and it's incredible. It works every single time. But um, anywho, great bulldog pitches. I think I got to give the nod to weakest. It's it's got to be Dusty. He's just he's a little too SoCal to be a bulldog. I hate to say it, love his game, and I think he's going to be scrappy. But there is a visual thing that goes on with being a bulldog. <laughs> but you never know. I'll keep Dusty Stromer is not a stealer. If that you makes can't sense. have you can't have more than one hundred thousand TikTok followers and be on the bulldog watch. <laughs> we'll we'll keep him in the race for now because his game. Dan's right. His game does match something of a bulldog. They're all baby bulldogs right now. We'll see who grows the most over the course of the season. But last thing, fellas, what do we think about predictions for this Yale game coming up? 
definitely not a walk in the park. Uh, although Yale, yeah, it is in the kennel. So Yale is going to be traveling across the country. Something to factor in. Seems like some of their better players are coming back. Haven't really been paying that close attention. Long story short, Yale's no slouch. Fellas, what do we, they came second to a team. Uh, was it Cornell or was it uh, Princeton last year, right? Princeton was the team that made a nice little run in the tournament in the Ivy League. Um, but Yale, regardless. Fellas, what do we think? Game predictions. Well, Ken Palm has it 83-68 Zags. So they, they have the spread at 15 points, which, frankly, that seems a little large for me. Psych, I don't think it's large. I think Zags <laughs> are going to put a stop to all this belly aching, and I think we are going to win 92 to 77. So, exactly a 15 point spread. <laughs> Who's your leading scorer, Jake? Uh, leading scorer will be Watson, and he'll have 18 points. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is a uh, this is a sneaky sort of first real game, I think. Um, I, and I hope and I hope the Zags play, uh, prepare for it like like it is because, I mean, Yale feels like the top the kind of team that can just get hot from three and make some bullshit happen, and I feel like they've done that historically. Um, they return four starters, which is which is you know the opposite of Gonzaga. Um, they, they're led by Matt Noling, 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 uh, who is a dog dude is a dog, uh, averaged over 13 points last year. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge boys. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it has the makings for like a nine to eight point game, which is like a little more stressful than we'd like, uh, in the, in the, what first week of November. Uh, I guess by then it'd be the second, huh? Um, but I kind of this one, this one kind of like gives you a little pause, I think. Mm-hmm. I oh, agree. final score. Oh, okay. Let me give you my final score. I think, I think it'll be. I don't think this is a Gonzaga team that is going to be putting up historic uh, offensive numbers this year. I think it's going to be a scrappier Gonzaga team that scratches and claws and makes things difficult defensively for other teams. I could be entirely wrong. All I've watched is the Lewis and Clark game. I'm going to go 85-77. Damn. And leading scorer? Leading scorer, I'm going to go – I'm going to go – I feel like this is a team that that EK can kind of take advantage of size wise, I, but I don't actually even know how tall Yale is. So, EK sixteen. Okay, that's a fair fair prediction. All righty, interns, let's hear those predictions. Uh, I'll take the mic here. Um. Yeah, I think this is, I think like everyone said it so far, this is a kind of challenging game for us right out the gate. I think the fact that Yale brings in uh, four starters from last year is mildly intimidating for a group that, you know, had a lot of turnover. But with that being said, I do think we get it done. Um, I think it's going to be kind of uncomfortable. I wouldn't be surprised if we're only up like two or four at half. And then we kind of break away in the 
the last 10 of the second half. So with that in mind, I'm going to go uh, 88-76. Um, and I think our leading score will... You know what? Fuck it. I'll go steal Venters. I think we finally see something from that guy. Whoa. He lights it up. He lights it up from deep. We finally see something for him after one game. How many he points? Goes, he, gives he, he gives us four three balls. <laughs> so twelve well, points. Fellas, we'll fifteen. Being, uh, 15. Okay, and what was your score, Coop? Uh, eighty-eight seventy-six. <laughs> Love it. Finally, steal after all this time, you do something for us. <laughs> Alrighty, Zambi. Alrighty, give me similar to Zake or Jake, uh, ninety-two, and we're going seventy-two. We're gonna beat the spread. Love it. And my top scorer, I'm going Lil Nemhard at twenty. Ooh, Lil Nemhard. <laughs> I like that. I like that prediction, Zambi. I also. That love feels like if this game goes how it should and how. If they play great, that's what it should be, right? I'd hope so. <laughs> I know, son. Well, well, this is very difficult to do something different. Uh, <laughs> I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think this is a tough first matchup. Um, not only do they return four starters, but I think they're all like old juniors, seniors, played a lot of basketball together. I think this team actually, JP, this team was better than Princeton. They won the Ivy League regular season. Uh, and then lost in the conference tournament. That's why Princeton went. So we know uh, what Princeton did last year, and Yale's pretty damn good. They're going to be smart. They're going to be tough. They're going to play as tough. Uh, I think that 15 is high for this game. So I'm going to say uh, it's a single-digit game, boys. I think it's Zags 88, Yale 79. Tight one. Going to be nervy for the boys in Portland watching. Um, and I think Graham E.K., with uh, 17 and 11. Wow. Yeah, that Princeton team had Awuma on it. It's still one of my favorite names of basketball. <laughs> Awuma. Um, Are they but... – I would imagine Yale probably plays a lot like Princeton where they're just like slow and, you know, run Cuts. the clock down. One would think so. I know that Mark – like uh, I was listening to the, to the post-game presser after – Lewis and Clark, like all Zags were, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and they were talking about Yale. And he's not thrilled that this is their first game. Like, he, I think that they were supposed to play Yale. Uh, they, was, they were supposed to come to the kennel a couple of years or last year, but then that game got replaced with the Kentucky game. And then I think Yale was like, hey, remember us? Like, we still want to play you. And, and, and Fuey said something along the lines of like, it's interesting that they, that they want to come and play us at the kennel this year. He thinks that like this Yale team could come in there and pull some shit. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like experience is just invaluable in, in college basketball and this Gonzaga team lacks some of it together. You know, I think some of these guys are experienced, but they haven't played a lot together. So we'll see. I think I'm the least bullish on these, on the score. I think it's going to be a single possession Difference. Oh, I think Zach oh, they get no. 82, 79. I think the leading score is going to be Graham EK with 24 points. Oh man, you think we're gonna 
that would really concern me if EK had 24 points and we only win by three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paige, yeah. I hate this. Oh, I don't why? like, I don't like any of that. It's going to be a lot of this, fellas. I don't like any of that. A lot of this. Paige, what would put your mind at ease as far as like, what? where does the score have to be for you to be like, all right, the Zags are legit? Against Yale, I think anything above 12 points, I'd say. All right. God, that's just but this is a diff- good- such a different year. Last year, we're like, we got to beat these fuckers by 26. This is a good <laughs> year. Yeah, for real. It'd be sick if we had like maybe one or two five-star recruits. What yep. if we come out and just just trample these guys by 40? Oh, that'd be <laughs> the great. tone next year next week will be so different we're going to fucking natty <laughs> we're winning it all baby <laughs> i it's feel like I think we're, we're really being negative we're just being it's just different that's all but the is. tone <laughs> the tone is is definitely like yeah i do think no, i do no. think something happened to dan when he was watching that game last week <laughs> Something's <laughs> off. his tone's completely off. this is Dude. me normally this is me. This is yeah, it does. It is cause for concern that Dan is just yeah. not like that sold on this. I team. live in the dark. Dan is Dan is normally like you know just get there like who knows what could happen with this. Dan's team. Dan's Gonzaga boner this time of year is like just piercing through his pants and it's just not. It's very. It's a flaccid Gonzaga boner right now. No Cooper Cooper. I'm feeling it all the way, baby. When I no, like, in the uh, no. When I walked into the kettle on Friday. Walked in right at the hum. I got goosebumps. Uh, almost was moved to tears. I was so fired up to be back. Oh <laughs> Oh God! We need to cut that. Cut that. Dan, did they not? Did they not <laughs> announce you in the PA that you were walking in? <laughs> they did. Dan, Dan, what kettleboard jacket did you wear? To... <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is a broken man. <laughs> broken. Do they? Do uh, they remember? Do they remember you? <laughs> I hear they're doing a, a jacket retirement soon for Dan. Ooh. All right, guys, we're getting off track here, as always. Um, great Gonzaga segment. Looking forward to see. I really am. I think it's going to be such a fun season. Mostly, my my mentality is if it's just a building block season for a couple really good runs in the coming years, so be it. It's the start of a story. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. But I'm going to pass it off to... I'm going to assume Jake here for the uh, college football segment this week. Sure. I would love to, and you know, why I'd love to because none other than team host parlay, not just hit this year or this week crush this week. I would say never doubt sites. Maybe the last game that Zane picked, we'll let him talk about that, but start out with just a classic JMU minus six pick where I think James Madison won by, what, like 24? Just the easiest, easiest bet of the day. Followed up with uh, Alabama at Tuscaloosa, minus three pick by Jay Page. Just a, just a veteran move, you know. He knew what uh, the Crimson Tide could do, and he knew Brian Kelly's history, and he just hit it hard. And then, um, Zane, I think Jay Page and I had to take our hats off to you. You made the ultimate sacrifice you know you took the charge and you picked utah minus three over usc and probably the game of the week uh just an absolute shootout but um zane how are you feeling yeah uh uh, sort of a mixed bag of emotions here um on one hand 
I, I finally picked with my brain. I finally picked with my brain. UFC two and seven against the spread uh, this season. I think last season they were like three and nine against the spread. Um, so this is automatic. This is automatic uh, as far as, you know, looking ahead. Um, I am glad that we got it at minus three because I personally also had it in my own separate bet, $50 uh, minus four, which given how that game was looking uh, with a minute and 30 seconds to go, USC potentially driving down the field and scoring a touchdown and, and pulling it within three just to give themselves a chance for a uh, onside kick. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I began rooting for my bet more than USC to score that garbage time <laughs> touchdown. Um, and Dan, Dan can kind of attest. We were all sitting on the couch watching when it like dawned on me. I feel like you could see my face. It was visible that, uh, that all of a sudden I needed USC to just lose uh, and lose in humiliating fashion at the end there. Uh, I will say, you know, real quick as an aside, just a couple of notes on this game. I actually think USC arguably played its best game of the year which is a little bit sad um the offense looked fucking awesome uh some incredible play calling by lincoln riley i think you know for usc fans that were calling for lincoln riley to get fired i think you saw in this game why that's a stupid take um what he was able to do with with that offense the the zion branch flea flicker was like maybe the best play of this college football season so far um pure electricity when that happens um i think i think the biggest takeaway from this game is probably that alex grinch finally got fired um i think that was sort of i think lincoln riley did everything in his ability to keep this guy and give him an opportunity to turn this defense around but it got fucking worse every single goddamn week this this season it's just horrible to watch um maybe dan can touch on it more but yeah, as, as far as the season goes forward, I think we still have an outside chance to make the Pac-12 championship, which is oh crazy. God, just give up. But it but it is possible. Like if we beat Oregon, it is absolutely in the card still. Cause now the only thing that happened last weekend is that UW basically cemented that they're in. Everyone else still has uh, you know, one one Pac-12 loss. USC just has two. Oh, right? I forgot the Notre Dame doesn't count as an in-conference. Yeah, and so so it's possible. Is it likely? Fuck no. Um, I don't think Alex Grinch firing him is going to change this season, though. This is going to be who we're stuck with. Uh, this is USC's identity this year. You just have to outscore people. God help us in Eugene oh. next week. Am I supposed to chime in here? I mean, we'll let you, Dan. You know, it's it's a, a funeral of a close friend of yours, the USC Trojans, so you should give oh, a eulogy. Man, that game was so fun to watch until Caleb Williams fumble at the end of oh. the first half. That was brutal. Um, and then, I don't know, just any time Washington decided that they were going to run the ball and just get 50 yards on a simple toss play, that was special. Um, but – their Dude. running back stats. What was it? Two hundred and twenty-six yards. He only had one hundred yards ever before. His his the highest, the most rushing yards he ever had before was exactly one hundred yards. He looked like Ladanian Tomlinson was out there. Like he looked it, like Marcus Allen. College. It was it was awful. Uh, 
Caleb Williams, I know he guy gets some shit. You know, people want to pile on him for being emotional, crying after the game. That game that that guy played and the plays that he made, yes, he did have that awful fumble. But everything else that he did in that game was just crazy. Penix, Penix played well. He didn't need to be Superman the way that USC needed Caleb to be. Uh, but going to Alex Grinch, um, here's a stat, boys. In the last six games, USC gave up 265 points. <laughs> I thought we were going to do, like, yards. <laughs> no, okay. Points. Wait, did you say five games? Six games. Oh, my Starting God. with Colorado, I believe. Those are – there are <laughs> basketball teams that give up less points in that stretch. Yeah, St. Mary's has only allowed San Jose State 16 points, and it's well into the second half. (laughs) Like, holy, like, like what? Why now, Lincoln? Why not after the fucking pig farmer hung 40 on you in the Coliseum? It all comes back to this damn pig farmer. That was pretty telling right there. The one thing about this team that I do think a change of coordinator, like, this team has proven. That when they need to, they have players that can make plays. Like USC got that pick in the end zone where that was just players making plays. It had nothing to do with the coordinator and their scheme. When they've been running again, like getting people just run down their throat, it seems like their whole scheme, no one knows what to do. That to me is coaching. The players never developed. I think they maybe have somebody that maybe they believe in now to call plays and they have nothing to lose. So go compete with Oregon. Go ruin Oregon's playoff dreams, and Zane and I might get killed at Autzen Stadium if that's what happens. <laughs> oh, if we win, I'll be intolerable. Coop will have to like drag me into the parking lot away from Oregon fans. <laughs> well, I mean, that being said, we fucking won, boys, and now we're tied with the interns, uh, who had their own special feat this week. They did the reverse parlay where (laughs) all three of them picked the wrong result. So we'll start out with Cooper, who picked a bet, to be fair, hand up, I really liked. Notre Dame minus three. They lost to Clemson 31-23, but it felt like it was never that close of a game. Coop, how are you feeling about Notre Dame now? I'm personally at the level where it's like, I don't really need to watch the rest of their games because there's no conference tournament to play for it's just like yeah yeah i mean saturday was kind of disappointing you know there's a good chance we probably see usc again in the pop tart bowl as zane pointed out a few weeks ago (laughs) um uh yeah i mean i said at the beginning of the year that sam hartman was him and that was not the case saturday i think he had three turnovers and really struggled to move the ball downfield um and then yeah, I don't know. Fuck, fuck Dabo Sweeney, dude. That, I mean, I hate him. That that dude sucks. I forgot what he said, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, don't don't count out Clemson. Yeah, yeah you I'm just like, dude, you guys are fucking like four and five and like barely yeah. making a bowl game. So and you guys still lost to them. Arizona <laughs> State can stay on the sideline here, Zambi. Okay, <laughs> no, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I forgot we yeah, I forgot we have Zamblin that picks the most irrelevant football games every week. So that's sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the 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 intern chemistry cannot be cannot oh, be no. right oh man uh, Cooper, those are things have gone, things have gone off the rails now. but uh, oh, uh no. along with notre dame season that's that's all i have to say someone else it's take the mic away from me very rattled 
Uh, moving on, um, Dan picked Michigan minus 32 and a half, but quick breaking news. James Madison in basketball has just upset number four Michigan State 79-76 in overtime. What the hell? Michigan State. Yes. So no matter what happens to us against Yale, it can't be worse than that. Honestly, I feel like that's a good thing. I feel like that's just like that just goes to show that, like, yo, if we're not on our A game, we could lose. Yeah. James Madison on Ken Palm, a current 136 ranked team. Wow. Wow. They are projected to go 18 and 11 this year. Buy buy low, sell high on James Madison right now. They're killing it in every sport, really. I would love if the Dukes just became known as the team that covered. Not that they were the best teams. They were just just always covered. Dude, I feel like Michigan State does this all the time when they're, like, ranked super high. They always lose early, and they always just play Izzo ball when it comes to March. They'll be forgotten about for a while. And then they're just going to out-tough teams in March. Go 50-50 so in the Big Ten. But then everyone yep. will be like, but the Big Ten's so good, so let's give them a four seed. Yeah, exactly. You know how we picked our favorite stat from the Gonzaga-Lewis and Clark game? How? Just the, just the fact that we did it. I want to pick a, <laughs> oh. a stat from this game with JMU and Michigan State. Michigan State from three-point land. One for 20. Ooh, <laughs> and they lost by three. God. That tells you everything you need to know. Like if, if you they could sorry, Coop, I cut you off. No, I mean if you go one of twenty from from what did what did JMU do? Like fucking fifteen of thirty? <laughs> Only eight of twenty-nine. So this was just one of those games where they just could not put the ball in the hoop from, from downtown. Oh, nine of forty-nine combined in this game? Jesus. Why would you keep attempting threes though if you're the bigger team? I assume. I assume they have size against James Madison. Mm-hmm. That is horrible. That was great breaking news, Jake. That was that was much needed here. You're welcome. Well, let's move on to Dan's failure. Dan chose <laughs> Michigan minus 32 and a half. I, I feel like we glossed over the failure of a season by Notre Dame just a little too quickly. But, uh, we beat you guys, so I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> we, beat, we beat USA. Uh, so our season is better. Yeah. You guys are welcome to dance on our grave, but Coop and I aren't even awake for that. We're like, whatever. Lock up when you're done. Jake, you can always join the pack too. The pack two. Arizona <laughs> State's not even in the pack two. Nope. Big one of them. <laughs> where does uh going back to Notre Dame and Sam Hartman? Where does Cooper Sam Hartman is? Top five quarterback tank rank on Cooper's <laughs> list of bad takes. Oof. At or worse than Jalen Suggs doesn't start. <laughs> Definitely I think oh. the Suggs. That one's that one's the worst take all time on the show, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's is close. still probably a top 15 quarterback this year. Yeah, I mean, I think he's fringe top 10. What is he? I mean, when he's on, he's on, but like, yeah. I take that kid from stopped. Arizona over Sam Hartman. Who's a kid from Arizona? Is it like Tune? Afite or whatever? That guy's kind of nice. Tune's the guy on the Cardinals. <laughs> I take I take Shadur Sanders over him. Oh, oh, you're talking about Delora. Piece of no, shit. No, Delora's talking about U of A. Wow. Wait, all right, all right. Bo Nix. Bo Nix or Sam Hartman? I'd still oh, take 100 Bo Nix. Yeah, I think Bo. I think Bo Nix is a system quarterback. I think and Sam Hartman isn't. 
<laughs> no, I, I think he, he can't I, even I, fit the system. That's how bad he is. Order, order. I I do like how this is the annual time of the year again that we bring up Coop Suggs take because that was just all time cold take. Incredible. I definitely didn't. And for the record, I definitely didn't fucking say he doesn't start. I said he yeah. might start. There's a clear <laughs> distinction between oh, oh, so that is the most guys. revisionist right. history I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling you Joseph Stalin now. Yeah. You're just washing your history. Don't go back on it now. Big, big fucking disclaimer there. Might not start. I'll okay. stand by that. Take that to my fucking grave. Someone else, <laughs> someone else talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, back to my Michigan pick. Um, uh, yeah. That they would. Um, so, yeah, Michigan 32 and a half. Felt like a big spread. But they almost covered 41-13. They just kind of start off slow. Um, you know, just one of those gigantic spread games where doesn't go your way then we had possibly the most interesting pick of the day army air force over 31 and a half uh zambi what was the final score of that game uh 23 to 3 yeah air force really didn't show up they (laughs) they left you stranded on an island there (laughs) yeah there is no uh aerial support no (laughs) no That one kind of sucks, but I mean, like, I knew going into it that Army doesn't really pass the ball, but I still <laughs> figured, like, we can at least get 32 points, <laughs> and I was wrong. Oh, Jake, your boy Ball is playing tonight. Oh, of course. Do you think I'm not tracking his rebounds? And, uh, oh, right now? wow. Well, <laughs> Do you think I don't know what he's at right now, back Earlier, and you're tracking Ballo? Yeah, not cool, Jake. Not cool. He's tracking Bala. He's tracking Salas. He's sitting at twelve and six right now. Jake, you, why, Jake why watches you more. Jake watches more LMU games to follow Dom Harris than <laughs> fucking Gonzaga games. <laughs> oh god! I don't know what has happened in this segment, but there's just been a lot of not college football. Uh, we'll, we'll go on. Okay, <laughs> interns get a pick first. Let's see if they can get one right this time. Cooper, you usually have the best picks, so uh, I'll uh, I'll let you go. Oh, By the way, there is zero, and I mean zero, <laughs> communication. In yeah, that we're technique. we're really <laughs> in true intern fashion. We are shooting from the hip here. To be to be fair, I think the hosts are as well. I tried to text some starting conversation. Just nobody even. Hey, Jake, you still need to shotgun. That was right when I sliced my finger, so I was dealing with a crisis. Uh, apologies. I didn't know about the crisis. Look, look at this thing, dude. It's okay. wrapped up to the brim. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. All right, Coop. Who's who's your pick? Um, <laughs> I kind of want to save my pick. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> In the Iowa Rutgers game at 28. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, oh, that's going to be the grossest game to watch of all time. <laughs> what what time is this game? I mean, am. It's a 12.30 tilt. Oh, my God. Dude, I think Rutgers has kind of been sneaky this year. I'm going 13-7. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> 
Oh, gross. Okay. Uh, that brings us down to the hosts. Who wants to go first? Anyone have a confident one? Can I just say I, I really don't like the board this week. I loved, loved the board last week. Yeah. Don't like the board this week. Definitely feels that way. Uh, I kind of have one I like. Can I jump in? Yeah, might as well. I, I'm going to go Texas minus 10 against what I think is a bad TCU team. Damn it, Jake. That's where I was going. I like that, Oh, Jake. that's called playing defense. Oh, no, Jake, you are so screwed. If you think my pick was going to hit, there's no chance. <laughs> oh, no, it's a Trojan horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zambi, why don't we just get to yours right here? Where are you taking us this week in the land of college football? Well, uh, in Serbia, do you like cheese? I like cheese. <laughs> All right, sweet. Well, I'm going with the Cougs over Cal, and the spread is even. So money line or spread, whatever what? is out there. I have it at like plus two and a half. You do? Yeah. Um, plus wait, one on. and a half. I got the Cougs plus one and a half. Let me look it up. My line still says even. Cougs, line is what time lot. do they play? Uh, I, have Coug, I have Cougs plus one. Even better. Also, why does that? How does that correspond to cheese? Cougar gold. Cougar gold, Cougar gold Jake. What? What is this? I've never heard. I've never That's heard of cheese, it. baby. Oh, I was pick, picturing you were gonna pick like Wisconsin or something. No, <laughs> Cougar gold. All right, host Zane, you got one you like? I don't, Paige. You got one that you like. I'm so tempted to go to the de- the furthest depths of college football. Not what you're thinking. Is it? Is it our go-to? Back to the where, well. Back to the well. Where the land that you just came from, the land that you just overcame. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it. It would give you guys something to root for down there. That's true. Oh, no. All right. Give me USC minus 16 and a half. Or plus plus 16. sixteen. Oh, wait. You're going the USC side? Oh, gross. Yeah. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Wow. You know what? to be fair, this feels like a lot of points. How like to go from three against UW to sixteen against Oregon? I have it at like fifteen, so... by the way. Ooh, it's sixteen and a half on ESPN right now. Yeah, but the site we actually place the bets on has it at fifteen. So, oh no, for by, sure. By the time Jake places this on Saturday morning, it might be plus twelve. <laughs> we gotta Jake, think about that. Now. There's always a disclaimer say... on these bets. If we if we all remember last time we we were gathering for a USC game in the state of Oregon, the parlay came down to that seven thirty game. <laughs> uh, crazier things have happened. We'll see. I you know there's an argument to be made that USC is just fucking due. Yeah, like, like they're due just to due allow to cover. them to score seventy points against them. What are you no, they're just about? due to cover. They haven't covered a spread 
in like seven or eight weeks. What is this logic? It's like saying, well, my car hasn't been starting for a while, but it's due to start any time now. <laughs> so due. No, it's no, so they're due. due. They're due. Dude, that's so many points. They're due, Jake. Fuck oh. off. God, I placed it. I'm not happy about it, but I wrote it down. It's in stone. Yes, I love it. I love it so much. I don't think it's too harsh, is he? All right, to me to end this. Oh no, you For host you guys. Yeah. Um, no, it's you. You guys are next. Yep. All right. Uh, God damn it, I just had it. Stand by. <clears throat> oh dear. Katie, oh, what is it? I am crumbling. Okay. Um. Well, can't bet on USC, but you know who you can bet on. You can bet a Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart, baby. Give me Ole Miss plus 10 and a half at Georgia. Go Rebels. Oh, oh yeah, damn. Oh, why, why are you so excited about that? Against Georgia? <laughs> Jackson Dart doing anything well. Is this Georgia at Georgia, you said? It's at Georgia. Oh. 10 and a half. Whoops. You're going to need a flashlight because you're going to be looking for Ole Miss's body in that swamp. <laughs> I think this is gonna be like a twenty-four point blowout. I I will say I wanted to take Georgia, but Cooper did put this in the chat unsolicited. And based on his track record, Cooper, this I'm gonna say that 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 you're betting two games this week. So I trust you in this one. Oh, that's just Dan just you know such really, a Dan cop out. Yeah, the what book. the hell is that? No, Coop, I trust you, dude. I trust you. No, Dan, stop. Take ownership. Take responsibility for once. I will take responsibility that I was going to go with what I thought, but I have been wrong all season long so that I swallowed my pride, checked my ego at the door, and uh, you know went with, went with somebody else that, that I believe in. So there we go. Damn. That's the most motivating uh, choice. What? Oh yeah, it was. I basically um, Lincoln Riley firing Alex Grinch in my head. That's what that was right there. The defense is going to be playing loose and free this weekend. That's all I know. <laughs> that's that's usually their problem. <laughs> I don't do loose and free. <laughs> is uh is Ole Miss Georgia the biggest game in the weekend? Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's where game ahead is. Of, don't get ahead of ourselves, Coop. We the hosts have one more. Yeah, we, we got one more pick. We got one more pick. You're right. Let's go, Z. I mean, I just hate everything that I'm looking at here. I hate it all. Zane has no confidence. I, I... What about... I mean, do we go back to our dukies? Go back to the old the water du- It's just such a big here. spread is the problem. But did you, see, did you see what UConn did last week? It lost by 56 points. Can someone... Explain to me why Tennessee gets to play UConn at this point of the year. I feel like every SEC team gets to play like some cupcake. Yeah, like week twelve. It, it it's like everybody's running a marathon, and then SEC just stops at like an oasis, and then <laughs> like it's you know driven forward to the end of the marathon. Like this is bullshit. Fuck it, Jake. Give me the JMU Dukies covering minus twenty five against the UConn Huskies. I love it. They're undefeated. They're the only, they're the team that no one's talking about. They're going to be undefeated at the end of the year, and they're still not going to be eligible for any bowl game or anything, right? 
Yep, I want them to hang a banner if they go undefeated. Hang a fucking banner. UCF it. Is it JMU minus 25 against UConn? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Dude, why, does, it? why does UConn have a football program? Great question. Yeah. This, UConn is what would happen if Gonzaga got a, a football program. Yeah. JMU is also, like, nice. If you watch their games, they're a good team. Yeah, and they, they have, like, bodies. It's not like they just have yeah. a couple of, like, athletes and positions. Like, offensive line, defensive line, big boys. Like, they might be USC if we played this weekend. JMU might be no, think... beat Notre Dame. I, yeah, that's a very fair. JMU's just, like, the kind of school I would love to build, like, an NCAA dynasty with on, like, NCAA 13. Yeah. Yes. Better, than, teams, Troy Trojans. better than Troy, baby. Troy Trojans. Worst team in the game. Wow. Look at these parlays. They're <laughs> there was a part of me that wanted to take the over on the Iowa Rutgers just to say, fuck the interns. <laughs> these are just does not look very happy. <laughs> Zambi, you're just like combining two of our group chats right now, and it's too complicated <laughs> for me to fall on both. Also, I'm sure the other group text doesn't have the context for that JMU comment, so it's like <laughs> Don't listen to him, Jake. He's just trying to get in your head. He already is. He's living in my head. Well, that's college football. Uh, who am I passing it off to for NFL talk? Should it be Cooper since we're going to talk about Cowboys first? Yeah, let's talk to Cooper about the Cowboys losing. <laughs> Cooper, uh, did anything good happen for you this weekend? No, but the Rangers <laughs> didn't win the World Series, so that was pretty sick. Nope, nope, hey, nope. Man. NFL, it's NFL talk, Cooper. Nope, nope. Oh, I get my two minutes. Reigning uh, City thought, Champions. I thought we were talking about Rangers. the What is it, Zami? What did you say? Nothing. <laughs> That's classic hoop fest Zambi chirps right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Cowboys <laughs> lost in true cowboy fashion. Had it at like, I think like the ten yard line. Got set. Dak got sacked, and um, yeah, couldn't really convert. They threw it to like CD at like the three yard line. So tough loss. They had like probably two. Ch- I think they had two legit chances. They had one on like a fourth and goal where it was like barely, barely missed or the tight end's knee was like down right before he crossed the plane and then Dak on a two-point conversion stepped out which you know made it a five-point game as opposed to three-point game so tough loss I didn't really anticipate us winning this one um but yeah I think we're right there with the Eagles as far as you know talent and competitiveness goes you sure about that you sure um better than the fucking Niners right now. That's for goddamn sure. So I'm not Whoa. a Niners fan. Let's go. Oh, oh. Izzy, get in here. Izzy. Izzy. <laughs> Izzy just woke up from on the couch. Uh but Coop, are you concerned that the Cowboys will never be able to win a big game? Ever. Ever. I mean, we beat the Chargers on Monday Night Football. So the Chargers. That's oh. not oh. real. Come on. No, we can't move the goalposts oh, like that. God. Oh, was that a no. we, we beat the was we beat the we went one on one with the Eagles last year. Last year, buddy. This year. Oh, <laughs> All right. there we also, go. Cooper, we got we got Izzy, we got Izzy chiming in. Cooper, one of those was with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, so that does not count. Oh, <laughs> still the Eagles. Like, Cooper I mean, sucks. I don't play them again. Cooper sucks. 
Cooper son. <laughs> uh, we play who who are like our other big games? We'll play the Bills, we'll play the Dolphins, and I think we play the Lions. Well, I think um, the Bills are basically the AFC Cowboys, where the roster you're like that's a good <laughs> roster, and then they just cannot win a big game. Honestly, like it's a win-win. We either win these games, win the division, and we make a run, or we don't. We lose on wild card and we move on from Dak. So I don't really care. Ooh, I like, like a lose-lose. Dak wasn't the problem yesterday. <laughs> Dak was balling. <laughs> and the Eagles are a good team. I, I mean, but we sh- sh- probably should have won that game. Yeah, it was I big guess going zero three. He is not winning any of those. Oh well, okay. Let's slide over to the, the yeah. How did how did the Seahawks look yesterday, Zamlin? <laughs> I believe it was thirty-seven to six. They lost. Zambi, what is the panic button level? Oh, I guess and Dan too. Excuse me. Yeah, um, Dan Seahawks. Yeah. Um, where is what's the panic level at for the Seahawks right now? Are so they Jake, Super Bowl contending still? Actually, it was thirty-seven to three. Oh, not six. Sorry, I was trying to help. Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, I think our offense is just in limbo right now. I think Shane Waldron needs to take his head out of his ass and actually realize that Kenneth Walker is a good running back and that we have DK Metcalf, who could be a wide receiver one. And outside of that, I think our defense is actually playing really well. The only reason they gave up 37 points was because they were on the field the whole fucking game. And so not knocking them. I like adding a fight on Leonard Williams. Uh, he's a little disruptor, and I think Jordan Brooks is playing well. Bobby's playing well. Reek, Witherspoon, and even Jamal—they're they're playing well. So I think it really just hinges on the offense right now, and I think we will still make the playoffs. Do you even like Gino or do dislike Gino? Well, I'm benching him in our fantasy league, but um, I do think he has the skills to pull it together. So that's my inner Mariner coming out. All right, what about you, Dan? Do you concur? Um, I think that as of today, November 6th, I will declare that the Seahawks are no longer a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> hey. But Seahawks, don't feel too panicked. This man also picked a Chargers-Vikings Super Bowl last year. So <laughs> Very anything true. can happen. That is true. However... The team that I did pick to win the Super Bowl this year, the Cincinnati Bengals, they might be back back. Bengals. What are they on a four game winning streak? Three game yep. winning streak? I think four. They are looking pretty great. Um since we're mentioning shameful losses, we gotta talk about our friend Kyle George's Atlanta Falcons, who lost 31-28 to Josh Jobs and the Minnesota Vikings. Josh oh. Jobs, who has been on the team for a total of, I believe, four days and had never played a snap in practice with the starters. He went in due to a concussion of their backup and balled out and made the Falcons once again look like fools. Dang. Yikes. Well, when you put it like that, Jake, that fucking sucks. I mean, that's got to be terrible. I think. Kyle in the the fantasy group chat is my favorite thing to read on Sunday. <laughs> Just how fed up he is with the uh, Arthur Smith offense in the red zone. And are the, the are the school Vikes back in contention for the playoffs right now? Only one game back. 
they absolutely be. yeah the skull might i i almost <laughs> jumped off the bandwagon but the Niners fucking let me down by starting concussed Brock Purdy instead of Sam Darnold. Wait, so who's the one backup quarterback that always comes in in these situations? Um, he was like on the Titans, the Jaguars, the Texans. No, no, no. He's a white guy. Josh McCown. Oh, yeah, yeah. McCown, McCown. You love him. Dobbs seems like a McCown, but I can root for this guy way more. Like he literally had five days and then just went in there and just balled out. Goes to Arizona. Hey, we just want you to like hold down the ship, balls out. Like this guy's awesome. Like he may not have eyebrows, but like he still balls. <laughs> that is true. That's incredible. All right. Uh, any other recaps from last week we want to talk about? Oh, actually, so I do have to toot my own horn. Uh, so Zane, Dan, you guys heard a little bit about this. Uh, last episode I was on, I let you guys know that I'd be waving the flag at Lumen Field. And let me just tell you, it was absolutely electric. And what they tell you about the architecture for Lumen Field, how the sound comes down onto the field, completely different from like sitting in the seats. Like it is so much louder down there. And personally, I have anxiety <laughs> and I was freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and I have the most important position on the flag. Like it's the corner. Brag. This, this guy just sprints away as I'm supposed to, like for our, uh, fly fishing fans like you have to lead it a little bit that's what i was supposed to do with the flag but the sky just rips it out of my hand i'm like oh shit like you can't let the flag hit the ground and uh it all ended up good i saw cream hunt maybe like five ten feet away from me absolutely huge individual i'd hate to be punched by him and colby parkinson is a good guy he has great hair and he gave us a little wave and that is my flag waving experience. And Cleveland Brown fans, not my favorite. Sage, that'll hurt his feelings to hear that. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to Sage individually. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, Sage probably deserves to hurt after hurting Izzy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like the Cleveland Browns, great tackling. <laughs> All right, I like the Cleveland Browns. Let's win some Daily Dozen trivia, boys, to end this. Let's go. Let's go. Lock in, gentlemen. Can you see my screen? Yes. I forget what my issue was last time, but hopefully we don't have that issue. All right, where are we starting, boys? You guys want to do college basketball? Let's do beverages. Yeah, let's do college basketball. College basketball. It's college basketball tipping off, huh? Here we go. Perry Jones, the third, Quincy AC, and Pierre Jackson led this Big 12 school to the 2012 Elite Eight, Elite Eight, not Elite Eight. Baylor. Elite Eight before falling to eventual champion Kentucky. Baylor is absolutely the answer. Wow, that was very impressive, guys. Nice. I have no idea. That page? Money. Easy yep. money. I was going to guess Kansas. I recognize Perry Jones, that's like Kansas. Perry Jones, the third. You were thinking Perry Ellis, Zane. That's why. That's who I was thinking. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're still playing college basketball. Wrong, Perry. Oh, where are we going? Let's just go down. Let's do the, the beverages. 
Beverages. In what U.S. state was the Coca-Cola Company founded and currently headquartered? Georgia. Georgia. Oh, Atlanta, what? right? That's a yeah. thing? Wow, yes. Oh. <laughs> well done, boys. We're not even sweating yet. Wow. Music. Stay hot. Stay hot. This female singer-songwriter released multiple hits in the 2000s, oh. including Everywhere, All You Wanted, and Are You Happy Now? Um, I'm getting a branch. Yeah, the a fun a friend in Izzy agrees with Cooper. Whom? Yeah. Michelle Branch. What Cooper? <laughs> Let's go. How do you know this person? Michelle Branch. You know who Michelle Branch is? No. What? I'm sure Did if you... I heard the songs, I would maybe. But <laughs> boom, correct. Cooper, how are you still single, man? Whoa! <laughs> I saw movies. Whoa! <laughs> John Cena, Leslie Mann, and. E.K. Baronholtz by parents who try to stop their kids from losing oh, their virginity. Prom night. I think it's it's either blockers or cock blockers. It's I think it's cock blockers. blockers. In this 2018 comedy, <laughs> they do say that they use the PG-13 version of title. Oh, oh yeah, it's blockers. Blockers. Whoa, yeah. careful. Oh, Dan, easy. Did I almost click the wrong thing? Yes. Yeah. You always chose Attack the Block, which is a John Boyega movie. Here. <laughs> No, no, no. What are you doing? Celebrity. Why are you going? Why are you changing the mojo, Dan? Oh, damn. What the hell was that? He was thinking spiral, but I was thinking go around town and then bring it back in the middle. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. So, all right, all right. right. Maybe maybe I was off. Maybe I was off. Bring it around town, baby. Television. No, no, let's go up to MLB. Tool Time was the name of the show within a show on this ABC sitcom from 1991 to 1999. Home Improvement. Yeah, it's Home Improvement. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, lads. Oh. Let's, go. I think, let's go. This is, right. this is oh. impressive here. Oh, books could be our day. Oh, oh, no, we're not book guys. Not books. book guys. A Christmas Carol, Oliver Twist, and A Tale of Two Cities were stories written by what English novelist? Come on, Jake. Come on, Jake. Dickens? Charles Dickens, yeah. Dickens, uh, baby. Like the, you like that, Dickens? It's always Dickens. It's always Dickens. <laughs> All right. Hey, this Come is where we need to look at Dickens. This is where we need to lock in, fellas. The Fourth National quarter. Football League. This outside linebacker and edge rusher played for the Ravens from 2003 to 2018 and was uh, the defensive player of the year. Suggs. No, you, you guys want to say Lewis? I think it's Terrell Suggs. It's definitely Sizzle because it's outside backer, edge rusher. Suggs. You Jaylen's mean Jalen Suggs' uncle? Cousin? Was, was it uh, cousin or uncle? It was one I of think those. it says... I think it's his cousin. Cousin would make more sense age-wise, I think. Oh, oh come on, boys. Green. Stay locked in. Stay locked in. Oh. MLB. We need the MLB baseball. boys to stand tall. In 1988, Oral Hershiser set MLB record for consecutive scoreless innings. Dodgers, baby! NLCS MVP and World Series. While pitching for your Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's go! Okay, this was the easiest one. Slumdog Millionaire round? like... We all like we all like know something, mm-hmm. and here we go. Celebrity right. mashup. Uh oh, this this one can always be a crapshoot. The worst one. <laughs> Will it open? <laughs> Boy, this is guys- oh. oh, oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel's Kimmel. for sure one. Uh, what is that? What is that man? What is that beard? It's it almost man. looks like the same person. 
It's almost no, it like a real like, um, Oh, who played the... Oh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. Oh, 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 Bale. I like it. I like it. Come on! The prestige. Give it to me. The Give prestige. Let's go. Zach winning the daddy. That is awesome. Nine for nine, baby. That is such a good omen that happened uh, on our first Gonzaga episode. I mean, that's just... This chills. What if we just lost all of the good luck we had for the entire season? (laughs) (laughs) That was electric. What a night. I got nothing to love. How we got a home improvement question being... JPH, your screen is so zoomed in, you look like the neighbor from that show. <laughs> where you can just see the nose and above over the fence. Yeah. Paige looks like my dad talking on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see his cat in the eyes. That is it. I'm on my couch right now. I don't want to hear it from any of you. Yeah, he's a reverse wi- wizard, Kelly. All right, lads. Absolutely electric. Kick off to the season as always season season four of the podcast has officially kicked off um pretty exciting stuff uh, to all of our very loyal 100 recurring listeners a what are you doing with your lives and b thank you as always for listening and joining us on this on this journey to address the shadow government that's going on into the uh we are watching, we are paying attention, see your actions in the shadows.